This episode is brought to you by CRPS Warriors Foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seat. The show is about to start. Hey guys, what's up? This is Phoebe. Hey, this is Mike. This is episode 26 in the CRPS Warriors Foundation series. Today we have Brittany Somerville calling in. Brittany is a full-time caregiver and an advocate for a CRPS warrior. That's her boyfriend. And she is the social media assistant for the CRPS Warriors Foundation. Welcome, Brittany. Hi. Thank you so much for having me this morning. Yes, we're so glad you're able to call in. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you become a volunteer and a resource for CRPS Warriors Foundation? I came across the foundation while I was doing research on CRPS. I wanted to learn as much as I could about the condition because my boyfriend has full body CRPS. And I connected with the foundation to talk to people that knew about it and had experiences with it. And when they were looking for volunteers, I signed up and wanted to build a community for Brian, learn as much as I could and help as many warriors as I could. That's fantastic. You know, um, all the resources that we were talking to before on the previous podcast are doctors, you know, um, lawyers and things. So I'm glad that Deborah, the founder, Deborah Jankowski, um, hooked us up to uh, with you because you're a caregiver. You offer a different perspective from the uh, medical uh, community, you know, so I'm glad that you're able to talk to us about being a full-time caregiver. Yes, we are. We get a very different perspective. We get the front row seat that most people don't get to see with the warriors and where they're go-to person. So we tend to get to see some of the things they don't let other people see. Right. Now, do you want to explain to me why is being a caregiver so important? Being a caregiver is really important because warriors feel very alone and they need a lot of help that they don't like to ask for because they feel like they're a burden. So when you are a caregiver, it's very important to be their best friend, to be their go-to person, somebody that they know they can rely on and be honest with and not be judged. And being positive is key in this role because you can, as a caregiver, you can make or break a warrior spirit with how you treat them and their symptoms. You know, I agree with that phrase 100% because it is so important to be positive when you're trying to uh, support a fellow, uh, you know, your your spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, your other companion, you know, or it could be a parent, a child, whoever you're taking care of in this uh, medical situation they rely on you 100%. So when you said that, Brittany, I'm glad that you're bringing that out because I don't know if a lot of people realize that, that the family's supportive um, attitude really affects the other person. So I'm glad that you're bringing that up. It affects them a lot. And I like to say, put yourself in their shoes. A lot of the times with warriors specifically, all of this is happening. And before they're diagnosed, they don't understand. They don't know what's going on. And they also have the brain fog, which clouds their ability to think and comprehend and process information. So this just makes everything very confusing and frustrating for them. So the last thing we want to do is add to that. Yes. Yeah. And the doctors only see this when they come in for, you know, a couple of times. She's season on an everyday basis. Right. The caregiver family. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad that you touch on that uh, now so early on in our conversation, because um, 
you know, when people are going through medical situations in life, whether chronic or, you know, whether it's just for like a month or so, whatever the case is, the supportive family's role is so important as a caregiver. And if family starts to be negative, you know, oh man, this and that, whatever, because they may be having a bad day, then it's going to affect the person going through the medical situation. Correct. Yeah. And then as the caregiver, you also have to take care of yourself as well. Yes, it's very important to make sure that we take care of ourselves so we can be on point and giving the best care that we can. Everybody in this situation with CRPS is going through it. It's just the different degree in which you're experiencing it, whether you're the warrior and it's happening to you or you're the family and you're affected. Everybody has to learn who this new person is and be able to adapt to this disease, unfortunately. Right. And you've only been going through this with um, your boyfriend, Brian, you said since 2018? He was um, he was diagnosed in 2014 from an accident he had in 2011. We have been together since 2021, the end of it. Wow. So I've been experiencing this with him since the end of 2021. My goodness. So now did you go into it knowing anything about it or how did that come about? I know that's kind of touching into a you know personal question about how you guys met, but um, did you have any knowledge prior getting together with Brian about CRPS? Um, I've known Brian for about 16 years. I knew that he had had an incident at work and that he had some medical problems. Boyers don't tend to like to elaborate on their symptoms and the severity. So he hit it very well at first. <laughs> but once I realized what it was, was when I wanted to do my research. I had no idea what it was at the beginning of our relationship. And after I did my research, I even apologized to him. And I'm sorry if I ever made you feel like this because I had no idea how bad it really was. You know, just uh, from the few minutes that we're talking, Brittany, I can tell you're such a compassionate person. So uh, I'm I'm glad that we're able to talk and um, you can give me your perspective on how you feel about being a caregiver. Now, your other questions that you sent in, uh, what do you feel is the most important in being a good caregiver and an advocate for CRPS? Educating yourself. It's very, very important that you educate yourself as much as you can on CRPS so you know what the symptoms can be, what this looks like, what a flare looks like, what helps, what hurts. Um, and being able to remain positive is also very important because this is not easy. Warriors can be very negative sometimes and it's our job to try to not let them sit there. And because of how difficult that this can be, just don't give up. You can do it. It can be hard. I won't say that caregiving for a warrior is always easy. It's not. They can be right. very stubborn. They can be not open to treatment because of all the all the um, loops that they've been put through with doctors and understandably so why they are this way. But don't give up and try to just remain positive. Show them that tiny little speck of light, no matter how small it is. That's so what I always say. There's positive somewhere. It might be small. It might be hard to find, but find it, hold on to it, make it grow. Right. Yeah. And the more that you know, the more that you can do, the more you can provide. Right. Absolutely. And now, um, how do you feel? And you want to explain to me um, how you help your warrior get the correct medical care and how you can be prepared and how you can help your warrior be prepared for medical appointments. You want to explain to that? Sure. I, for Brian, what I do is I do research. When you're looking up doctors, most of the time, if they know what CRPS is, it will be listed on their profile because of the rarity of the condition. It will be specifically listed. So you want to research your doctor, go up to their profiles online, see 
how much they know about it, how many people they've treated. Don't be afraid to ask your doctor questions. I think a lot of people get intimidated that they don't know if they can ask their doctor things or if they can contradict them or be curious. And a doctor is your employee. You need to be able to ask them things. So if you do your research and you find a doctor that you think you might like, you'll have to go through the process of being referred sometimes or you can't just make a direct appointment. Unfortunately, that usually depends on insurance. So insurance is the other part in the research that you want to find out what process you need to go through, what it covers. So you can put in to get your referral and don't take no for an answer in these situations, especially if you really have a feeling about a doctor that will help a lawyer. It's not easy either. It's a process. Insurance is a process. Referrals are a process. It can be lengthy. It can be frustrating, but don't give up. About six months ago, Brian had one doctor and now he has three that specifically know about CRPS and he got surgery that he was denied for six years because I don't take no for an answer. I do my research. I put in the referrals and I wait and I keep on them until it happens. Has that uh, surgery helped him out a little bit? Substantially. It's been amazing. He, he feels like a whole new person and it's made a lot of the co coexisting symptoms better. Oh, good, good. Do you mind sharing what kind of surgery he had? I know we're, we're touching on uh, private information uh, from talking about M- Brian's medical um, history, but if you don't mind just uh, speaking in general terms. Sure. He had actually two hernias in his stomach. He had one in his stomach and one in his lower abdomen and they had broken through the wall and there was just tissue coming out. And then the lower one, he had a lipoma in there as well. So all of this was just putting pressure on his stomach and he has Crohn's disease. So this was making the Crohn's flare, which was making his fibromyalgia and his CRPS flare. And it would get so swollen that he would not be able to breathe because it would press on his lungs. So with having these removed, all of those side effects with the breathing and uh, the mobility issues have been a lot better. So this has just been great to be able to finally get some type of relief. This is important just for warriors and caregivers to hear that if you are persistent, it will pay off. There is a doctor out there. There is a surgeon that will operate. They are leery sometimes because this is a high risk situation with the CRPS because it can spread. It can make them flare, but they can take precautionary measures, which this doctor did knowing about the CRPS. The doctor that you saw and you're in Pennsylvania, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So it's amazing that you were able to find a doctor in your local area that is knowledgeable about CRPS because um, from what we were hearing, all the past doctors and the lawyers that we're speaking with, you know, Deborah her experience, um, it was very limited. And um, they, especially the patient stories, they would go through so many negative experiences that would obviously, you know, discourage them, bring them down. But then, um, so I'm glad that you were able to find a doctor. Yes, it is very limited in this area. I've been through multiple appointments where you, you didn't think you were in the room with a medical professional with how they were, how they had treated the patient. And that's why this is so important to be knowledgeable and to be there for your lawyer because medical professionals gaslight uh, CRPS lawyers all the time, make them question their sanity and tell them that it's not real. And this is just, it's so defeating for a warrior to go to an appointment continuously. And sometimes it's not easy for them to be out depending on the level of pain or where they're at that day. And for them to continuously to go out 
to try and get help and them being denied over and over, being told they're crazy or it's all in their head and it's not real. It's very frustrating and it's very defeating for a lawyer. And this is something that they need medical attention for. And to be denied that over and over, it's just, I understand why they don't want to go to a doctor after that. But that's when things get out of control with their symptoms because they're not receiving any medical care because they give up. We're very determined. That's very important to be determined and to be an advocate for the patient, for your family member. You know, um, so many times I've hear of stories and, you know, uh, Mike and I, we're married and we've run into some medical issues too. And you have to advocate for yourself and your family member who's going through that situation. You absolutely have to. Yes. The doctor can only tell so much too from tests and everything. That's half of it. The other half too is to tell is what you're going to tell them. And due to lawyers being mistreated so much by medical professionals, sometimes they, they go in and when that happens, they just leave or they just take it. They expect that to happen. Every time we have an appointment, I have to walk Brian through it. But this does not always happen every time. It can happen, but it's okay if it does because we'll just move on to the next one and check this one off the list. Right. And that's it's important that you have a list, a running list going because, you know, um, so many times when ourselves, when we're the patient, we're not feeling well. We don't remember specifically things that's happening. And so you rely on the family member to remember for you. So it's good that you mentioned that. Have a running list going. So you remember, okay, here's the next thing that's been happening the last month or so, you know, since our last appointment. So you can tell the doctor. Yes. I actually have a, due to the severity of his symptoms, I have a checklist that we do every night about symptoms and blood pressure and things like that. So I have a record. And then when it comes to appointments the night before, I I liken it to treating it like a night before a big test. Write down everything that you want to talk about. Because when you're there, even me, I forget. And then the minute you get in the car, you're you're like, oh, I wanted to ask that. So make a list of what you want to talk about. Make a list of the things you've been having a hard time with. Make a list of any questions you want to ask about anything you've read about. And the other thing I can really say is amazing for caregivers is if your office or network offers the patient portal, this is an amazing tool. I love it. And I utilize it a lot. In there, you can change your information, update your insurance. You can pay for your copay ahead of time. You can schedule, reschedule, cancel appointments. You can even message your doctor directly once you're an established patient through the portal. Yeah, very nice. So were you a caregiver before actually, uh, I guess, getting with your boyfriend? No, I actually, I took care of animals. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, that was good. So then what made you want to take on a uh, a task of uh, somebody that has uh, CRPS? I am a very passionate and compassionate person. And to see how broken this individual was because of this disease and to have given up completely and think that it was never going to be anything else, that, that deeply affected me and it deeply hurt me. And I wanted I wanted to offer the opportunity to fix that or help that person to fix that. Man, Brittany, when you, when you were saying that, you know, and I completely feel that energy from you, you know, you make me tear up when you say that, because I can feel your passion for that. I can feel your desire to want to help in that situation, you know? So, oh, Brittany. (laughs) 
That was very nice. Yes, very, very sweet. You know, it's the 1st of June, so we're just getting out of May Mental Health Month. And one of the very, very um, important things I feel like anyway, um, as part of CRPS, is the mental health side. You want to talk about that? How does mental health and mental health awareness affect um, a CRPS warrior and a caregiver at that? I couldn't agree with you more on that because mental health is half of the battle. This disease deteriorates your mind just as much as it deteriorates your body. CRPS studies have shown that it can change the structure of your brain in certain areas that affect your memory and even voluntary movement. So warriors have spasms with involuntary twitches. It affects their memory, which all warriors experience this and they call it brain fog. They can't focus. Sometimes when it's very bad, they can't comprehend what you're saying to them. And a lot of warriors have depression and anxiety. They're anxious because how long is my family going to put up with it? How am I going to take care of my family if I can't work? It's a continuous cycle of the unknown, especially with this disease not having so much research done on it. It's a very unknown territory. And this is permanent. It's not something that has a cure at this time. So they know that this is something that they're going to have to live with. And they wonder how bad is it going to get? And they get depressed because when they're diagnosed, every day they learn something new that they can't do anymore. It's a limitation that they their bodies won't let them do. And in this process, they're saying goodbye to the person that they've known their whole life. So it gets very depressing for them and defeating to know that they'll never be able to be that person anymore. And not being, not knowing who you are is a very big struggle for anybody. And the unfortunate thing is with this is that when you have unsupportive people around you, it just makes that sink in even more. All those negative things you're thinking about yourself or what you can't do anymore and what you can't provide. And then if you have support, unsupportive people around you, why didn't you do this? Why can't you do that? it makes it even worse for the warrior. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that and mental health and everyone's attitude around you when the patient, around the warrior, around the person that's going through the medical situation will affect their whole well-being and it will affect how they fight every day. So I'm glad that you're touching on that. It is a very important topic to talk about because, um, Everyone in life, they go through mental health situations, you know, and um, you talking about depression and anxiety, bringing the awareness to that. And it's so important to be aware of how that works together with CRPS. Yes. And unfortunately, as well, this disease is nicknamed the suicide disease. Yeah. When warriors get pushed over the edge or they're in that position, they're in so much pain and they don't have support, they're alone. This can just make them feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel mm. and it can have a negative effect when it comes to suicide. And this is something nobody wants to talk about, but it needs to be talked about. We need to be aware. People need to understand how much they treat a warrior affects them and the consequences that it can have. Yes. And another thing that you mentioned, awareness, bringing awareness and having awareness is so important when uh, battling CRPS. And that's why Mike and I were so happy that we're able to join and be a fellow resource for CRPS Warriors Foundation. Do you want to talk about how you feel awareness is important in your eyes and as a caregiver, as well as, um, you know, for someone like Brian, the, per the warrior themselves? Awareness is very important because especially with this 
particular disease, I feel that the fact that people aren't aware and the severity of it, they, they forget about it or they dismiss it because it's in their mind of there's no way a person can tolerate that or be alive and experience that every day and still be. And, and I don't think that it is really reflected enough of how severe it really is. On the pain scale, it is above amputation and childbirth and pain. And this is just so, it, it is so unbelievable almost with the intensity of it. But people need to understand that this is real. This is a very real thing. It's a very traumatic thing. A lot of warriors have PTSD due to this disease. And it is, it, for them to be able to do anything, even put their clothes on sometimes, is triple at least the amount of energy that it takes somebody in good health to do. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of doctors tell us um, on the pain scale, you know, uh, that they've heard their patients tell them from one to 10. I think one of them said like a 22. Are, uh, yeah, oh just yeah. A beyond anything that they could describe. Our running joke is 11 teen. Oh, <laughs> oh 11. Oh, that's yeah. how we know Brian's having a very bad pain day. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, wow. And another thing that um, I wanted to talk about too, you sent me a short video. And I wish we could somehow um, slide in. You know, this is all audio, so I wish we could slide in the audio. Uh, we can't, though. But uh, this is a YouTube video that you sent me, and it explains what the warrior is going through when they're first experiencing CRPS from being diagnosed and so on. So um, that YouTube video is called Warriors Equals Inspiration, and you created that video. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that video? Sure. I created this video for awareness so that people could understand potentially a situation that a warrior could go through. Like I had said in the video, it doesn't mean that everybody is going to experience this or in this order. But I tried to put it in a perspective that we could all put ourselves in their shoes of how you would feel if you all of a sudden were in so much pain and the things that used to help, like an ice pack or a hot shower actually intensified the pain that when your dog that you love always comforts you but when they touch your leg it's excruciating so all these things that would help you and that you love are hurting you now and you're trapped inside of this body that is malfunctioning on you this way and because you're confused you don't know who you are anymore and because of that you're angry you didn't ask for this you have been to multiple doctors that can't tell you what's wrong with you when you do find out, it's not a relief, it's a prison sentence because you know that this is never going to go away. And just to feel the emotion that they could feel through that anger, you push people away. You can lose, a warrior can lose everything. They lose themselves, they can lose their family, they can lose their occupation because they're not able to work anymore. This is a, a disease that does not discriminate on anybody or any part of their life. And I think the frustrating part, too, I can imagine for the CRPS uh, warrior is not knowing how long this would go on for, too. And it, it just the unknown, the fear of the unknown is so um, discouraging. It's, you know, it can bring on so many negative emotions. So I'm yeah. glad that you, we have people like you, Brittany, as a resource and that you're able to help out and you're being a caregiver to Brian, you know. I honestly believe when there's negative situations in life, there's always some sort of light at the end of a tunnel, you know, some silver lining, some positive message, some um, lesson that is to be learned, you know, and we, we may not learn it until later on, or we may learn it, you know, early on. I don't know, but I, I believe in staying positive too. So I'm glad that you're a very positive and compassionate person. Well, I believe too that 
um, even though that this is not a curable condition, I don't want warriors to think that when you're at your worst, this is what it's going to be forever. It may not go away in entirety, but there are things that you can do to improve your quality of life in this situation. And there are some that are easy, um, some that are natural remedies that you can use. So there's a lot of different options that you really can do to try and improve your quality of life and improve some of your symptoms. So even though this is a condition that you will have, it does not have to be at its worst every day. So based on your experience, Brittany, um, what other kind of alternatives are there, you know, to help the warrior cope um, going through everyday life? What what did you experience personally? The things that have worked personally for me in this situation have been anti-inflammatory diet is very important. And but what we put in our bodies is very, very important. So when you eat all the foods that inflame your system, it makes your PS go nuts. So trying to watch what you eat, knowing that you have limitations and knowing when to stop and respecting your limitations is a big thing as well. I don't want warriors to feel bad that they have. This is not something you asked for. It's something that happened to you and everybody can adjust and you have limitations and that's perfectly fine. And another thing that I have noticed is the mental health. If that is in check, the warrior is better completely overall. Some simple things that can help with this is daily gratitude, because even when a warrior is having a bad day, this forces them to remember one good thing that happened today at least. Another big thing is CBT. This is changing your negative thinking patterns. You can change the way you view your pain. And I liken this to thinking if you're in pain already and then you are thinking this is horrible, it's never going to end, why is, this, why is this happening to me? It's like, what happens to your pain? It goes up. And this is with stress as well. Stress is a no-no for warriors. So if you can change the way you perceive things or think about things, it can change your reaction when it comes to stressful situations because that fight or flight response that body has just skyrockets the blood pressure and skyrockets the heart rate and it makes the nerves go nuts. And all these things, all these things make the symptoms of the CRPS come out. You know, I'm glad that you're talking about these alternative uh, means, you know, coping mechanisms and other kind of alternative thinking. You know, I, my own previous experience, work experience, and I'll tie this in with what we're talking about too. Uh, for almost 10 years, I worked in behavioral health and uh, I felt it was so rewarding. It was so amazing to learn so much about mental health and, being in that background and just giving and helping people out like that. And we also uh, learned about being mindfulness, you know, doing mindfulness. And I didn't learn about mindfulness until I was actually in the work field and it helped my own anxiety and depression. And just because it's so easy to stay in that negative place, but if you are able to bring yourself out of it, by, you know, calming your mind, because having anxiety, <laughs> you know, we all know the mind goes, you know, thousand miles a minute, and you have to reel it in. And you have to think, okay, just kind of distract yourself, you know, what are you hearing? You know, what, what are you feeling? And being in the moment. And to me, I find it helps tremendously. And I know when you were saying about um, how mental health affects the CRPS warrior, I can relate to that too, because then, yeah, you do feel your pain gets worse when you're in that harsh, harsh moment. And I completely understand, but it's important as being a caregiver to help that person too, because I rely on Mike, 
you know, he, he'll bring me down, you know, bring me down as in like calm me down when I'm having, you know, going through a little anxiety and things like that. And I'm sure he relies on me when he's going through his stuff. So it's so important as a partner to be there. So I'm glad that you have Brian and Brian has you as a partner, you know, supportive partner. Yeah. And that's uh, another reason why a lot of people do a lot of meditation as well, too, because mm-hmm. a lot of times meditation brings your calmness down in your brain, your mm-hmm. body and everything else. Yeah. And uh, meditation is very good. It's also something that can help. And it was interesting in one of my videos, I came across certain martial arts is actually very good for a warrior because of the meditation aspect and also having them physically do something. So this is another option that they can look into. So uh, does them being, you know, physical, does that uh, help out in a lot of their uh, pains in their body as well too? Yes. So the more that they move and I want, I want to do the, I want to make a distinction between when your doctor tells you to be active, it does not mean go and do a full workout every day. It just means walk from one end of your house to the other. Just get some type of movement in there. And it does help, but they can't overdo it because that's when the symptoms can cause a flare. So, and a lot of wearers tend to overdo it when they feel good because they can get something done, but then they pay for it. So it's a it's a fine line in the middle of that, but I don't want anyone to think that that means go and do a workout every day. And if you don't, you're failing. That's not true. Just get up and get out of bed. That also helps for the mental aspect of it. If you don't move or just stay in bed, you can get more depressed. Yeah, I can see how that would be that way too, because, you know, when we're in a funk, we're we're feeling just like blah, we'll just want to sit there. And it's so easy to stay in that negative place, you know, let your mind take over when you really shouldn't. But when you get up, you know, you know what, I just got to get up, get out of the couch, the bed, wherever situation you're at, just to take a little walk, you know, get some fresh air a little bit, change the scenery where you're at. Like, it, it just kind of distracts you a little bit. I, I know that does help for me. Yeah, almost like uh, even having a small hobby of some sort that kind of distracts your mind from everything else, but focusing on what they need to focus on. Yeah. Yeah, it's hitting that reset button for yourself. So what other kind of situations stand out in your mind, Brittany, when you're um, thinking about CRPS, the CRPS warriors, um, what you've learned? Do you want to share any other type of situations that stood out to you? Sure. Um, I think in all of this situation, most important thing that I want people to know is that you don't have to accept where you're at, especially if you're in a negative spot with this disease. There's always something that you can find to make improvements, whether it's a natural remedy like we talked about, an exercise, a mental health aspect of it, it can always be improved upon. I don't want any warrior to think and to sit in the worst places they've been at and think that this is just it. And it, it is going to take work. I won't, I won't sugarcoat that. It takes work. It's frustrating. And there is somebody out there. Your people are out there. You just got to find them. A good place to start really is with the foundation. And we offer the support that can be very useful. We try to connect you with resources in your area and guide you into things that can really help and benefit the benefit a warrior. The most important thing I can just say is that stress stress is a big trigger and it really needs to just be managed when it comes to our day-to-day life. I also wanted to let everybody know that 
when my style of caregiving is not necessarily always appropriate, it's because it's somewhat invasive due to the fact that Brian and I are in a relationship. The basic principles of being educated and uh, fighting for the medical care and knowing what will help and what will hurt, these are all things that caregivers in general can benefit from. But I do know that I can be invasive because Brian is stubborn. <laughs> And the fact that you say that means that you're so self-aware, you know, not a lot of people <laughs> can be so open and saying, you know, saying that as a, as part of uh, when they're talking about this situation, you know, but um, I can definitely appreciate that uh, about you being that you're self-aware and that and, is, yeah. And everything very- I've pushed him to has benefited him. So when I tell him something now, I say, should you do it or should you not? Where what have what has history taught us? <laughs> so now he's more open to things, and a lot of things have helped. So just suggesting, and if you really think it's something that can help them, continue to suggest. But but you can't make them do anything, and they do have to do it for themselves. Right. Can we ask uh, how old you are? I'm 31. And you're self-aware at 31. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I got to give you kudos for that. <laughs> We're oh, much older. <laughs> I'm 44, and Mike is 46. Seven. Almost 47. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of work to be self-aware. Most yes. people, you know, it does. It takes a lot of work to be self-aware and a lot of research. I, I like to learn. So I I constantly keep up PRPS and, and the new treatments and mental health exercises for positivity. I just, I'm trying to spread some light for the warriors, you know, sit in the dark with them until they are ready and learn and let them learn to love themselves again until they do that love them show them that they are lovable they are the same person they're not this disease and warriors lose themselves and i think they start to identify themselves as this disease and that's not the case i'm glad that we talked to you Brittany, because you bring such a different perspective than the medical professionals you know the lawyers that we've talked to and not that we don't appreciate speaking with the doctors but we also like to hear a different perspective you know, so I'm glad, Brittany, that we were able to make this work. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, Brittany, um, if people want to find you on social media, you want to tell us how they can find you? Sure. I am. My personal accounts are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. They're all the solutionist mind. And then I do videos daily on the CRPS Warriors Foundation YouTube channel. So every day there's something new on there. There's a playlist of natural remedies that we have done with my awesome buddy, Shell. She is very knowledgeable with that and has worked with me on creating videos for the warriors, give them information on some things they can try. There's positive tips on how to keep a positive mindset, caregiving insights and tips. And there's information on treatments and a lot of different topics I cover. So those are all on the foundation YouTube channel. I also encourage people to get a hold of me. If there's something you want to know about, let me know and I will do a video on it. That's awesome. Brittany, thank you so much for coming on. And next on the CRPS Warriors Foundation series, and that'll be airing Saturday, June 17th at 8 a.m. Pacific. That'll feature Liza Scheitz. I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. Scheitz. She is the founder of Banduri Holistics, and she is also a certified functional nutrition counselor and a board-certified holistic health practitioner, and she specializes in chronic illness and autoimmune activation. 
So Brittany, thank you so much for your time. And I look forward to talking more. And um, I love watching your videos on uh, especially TikTok and YouTube shorts, Instagram. I love all your videos. So thank you very much for putting on uh, your your content for CRPS Warriors Foundation. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that I got to be able to meet you and share my voice on CRPS for the Warriors. Absolutely. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mike and Phoebe show on Alternative Twist Radio. If you missed any past episodes, just search the Mike and Phoebe show or Alternative Twist Radio on any major podcast app.